Welcome to Open Source News. Seven news stories. Seven news stories. Here's the first one. This is Fox News. Senator, let's bring in California Democratic Congressman Ro Khanna. He serves on the House Oversight Committee. This is uh, going to come across uh, your desk. All right. So Fox News had on America Report, you heard that very clearly, Democrat Representative Ro Khanna. And they started to talk about the documents that Joe Biden has and were found at the UPenn Biden Center. He's on the Oversight Committee, a Democrat. I'm very, very pleased with his answer, his reply, his comments on this situation. We need to look at that. We need to know what the facts are. Who was the money coming from? Was it coming from private individuals? Was it coming from people with ties to the Chinese Communist Party? What was the purpose of the funding? Was it connected? Wait, 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 wait a minute. We have a Democrat saying that we need to look at where the money was coming from. We need to know what the facts are. Was it coming from private individuals? Was it coming with people with ties to the Chinese Communist Party? Is my cautious optimism about the House Oversight Committee and what they can get done and what can happen actually more optimistic in my cautious optimism than I was just the other day? Once again, a Democrat, a California Democrat at that, Let me remind you of some of the horrible Democrats from California that we've been plagued with. Eric Swalwell, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff. My previous state, I consider myself a Californian even though I'm now a Utah resident. We have been producing the best. And then we've got swamp creature Kevin McCarthy who luckily has been doing the right thing the last few weeks. Private individuals, was it coming from people with ties to the Chinese Communist Party? What was the purpose of the funding? Was it connected in any way uh, to the Penn Center? I mean, we can't just have uh, two facts out there without a deeper uh, investigation of all the facts. But if you're asking, should all the facts come out? Of course they should. The president said about it. We can't have two set of facts, right? Set of facts documents found at UPenn Biden Center. Second set of facts, Chinese funded the UPenn Biden Center. And we have a Democrat on the oversight committee saying, we need to look at this. We need to look at Chinese donations to the University of Pennsylvania and see if they were connected to Penn Biden Center. We need to get the facts. Was it connected in any way to the Penn Center? Wow. A Democrat on the Oversight Committee. I sure hope this isn't just talk and that as they do oversight, that Ro Khanna does the right thing. Welcome, by the way, my fellow patriots, to this evening edition of Open Source News. I am taking a break today from my usual banker's wear, if you're new around here. Until fairly recently, I was a vice president at an FDIC-insured bank. Uh, I'm, I'm a finance guy in banking, and yeah, I like to wear suits 
shirts and ties. Done it for 20 plus years of my finance career. So glad that I have the option now, like today, saying no more monkey suit. Today we're going to have a truck shirt on. I am James, a.k.a. BCP, Black Conservative Patriot. Uh, thanks for being here. I saw a comment. Uh, I saw a comment from someone uh, that was saying, you covered this extensively on your, you're using, you're covering the same uh, topic. I'm like, no, I, I didn't. I, that was a strange comment. Um, I think he may have me confused with a, another YouTuber. Not related to me in any way, shape, or form, by the way. Not my son, not a member of this family, not a member of this uh, group. I'm nothing against him. I, there's plenty of space for lots of us black conservatives and our, uh, who are patriots or have perspectives. It's not a dig or anything like that, but just don't be confused. We're two different outfits. So uh, I didn't report on that story. It was someone else who did. Folks, let's, that, that was a, the first story I wanted to share with you folks that uh, we have a Democrat actually calling for a deep dive. Let's get into our second story. And that's these classified documents discovered at the home of former Vice President Mike Pence. Now, I broke this story. It was a breaking story this morning. What I'm giving you in this second story, I'm not repeating the same story. I'm giving you the details that have now come to light. So this is the information that we're getting from Greg Jacobs, the attorney for Mike Pence, who, by the way, unlike the mystery shrouded under Joe Biden's attorneys looking through these things, it is being reported that, in fact, Greg Jacobs, one of the attorneys for Mike Pence, uh, actually has uh, the ability to look at and secure classified documents. He's handled them before. And ha- I don't, I, the article is not clear where he has clearance, but he is, appears to be authorized to do that. Documents with classification markings were found at Mike Pence's home. A small number of documents marked classified were found on January 16th at Pence's home in Indiana. Greg Jacob, one of the lawyers, informed the National Archives and the Records Administration in a January 7th, 18th letter. The Epic Times, who I'm getting, who is a source for my giving you these updates, obtained a copy of that letter. The dis- discovery came when Pence engaged outside counsel to review the records stored at the residence, according to the former vice president's team. Pence opted for the review after learning classified documents were found at one of President Joe Biden's residences. Before that, documents with classification markings were located at the Florida home of former President Donald Trump. So, according to the attorneys of Mike Pence, after these two things happened, they said, hey, maybe let's, let me get ahead of this and ask for a review. Once the outside counsel identified materials with classification markings, Pence immediately secured those documents in a locked safe pending further direction on proper handling from the National Archives. This is according to his attorney. Ask, they asked the archives for assistance in transferring materials to the agency. Now, this is where we get into some, to some pretty shady things, okay? Unlike Corinne Jean-Pierre, who said that she couldn't comment, and Merrick Garland, that's the third story I'm going to cover, and what he said, we have the representatives of Mike Pence speaking openly about what is really going on here. Now, if you recall, Pence was asked, perhaps even a setup by ABC, if he had taken anything with him when he left office. And I played that 
audio clip for you this morning. He told ABC News, no, he doesn't take in anything. So this is what happened. The documents were inadvertently boxed and transported to Pence's home after the Trump-Pence administration left office in 2021. That's according to his attorney. Vice President understands the high importance of protecting sensitive and classified information and stands ready and willing to cooperate fully with the National Archives and any appropriate inquiry. Now, here is where it gets wonky, folks. While standard procedures govern the transfers, at least initially, of documents from Trump and Biden to the archives, the Department of Justice bypassed those procedures by sending FBI agents to Pence's home on January 19th, according to another missive. Agents collected the materials with the assistance of Pence's personal attorney, who has experience handling classified documents. Jacob then wrote to William Basanko, chief operating officer of the archives. Now, Pence was not in the home at this time. He was this past weekend at the March for Life at the time. He was in D.C. for the March for Life uh, when this took place last week. Of course, the FBI declined to comment. The FBI bypassed the procedures when they sent FBI agents to Pence's home. Why is the FBI bypassing procedure during a hot political pancake and hot potato that is classified documents in the private residences of former presidents and vice presidents and in the case of Joe Biden's senator? I don't see any information here on what the contents of what the those classified documents were. Remember, Mike Pence, uh, previous to being in the uh, being the vice president, was the governor of Indiana and was also a representative in D.C. There's no indication that these documents were prior to him being a vice president. Now, this gets even weirder. His attorney, Greg Jacob, had planned to drive the four boxes that contained non-classified papers, okay, so these are not the classified things, from the Trump-Pence administration to Washington because the archives agreed to accept the materials but did not have the capacity to collect them from Indiana. Folks, this is really, really shady stuff. The National Archives did not have the capacity to collect four boxes of non-classified papers from Indiana and transport them to D.C.? You mean the same country that is sending $100 billion over to non-NATO Ukraine couldn't, didn't have the capacity to collect them on them for themselves and Jacob planned to drive them four, four boxes of non-classified uh, papers? As DHL, FedEx, UPS, USPS, and a slew of other overnight delivery companies no all longer in business. I remember as a kid when my mom worked for Merrill Lynch in the 80s, going to work with my mom on like, you know, bring a kid day. I remember the guys coming. I remember this, one of the earliest memories I have of what an office in the financial business look like. I remember the couriers coming in and grabbing boxes to transport in the 80s. This is 2023. That sure does seem shady. 
Pence had an opportunity to reject a request to take possession of the classified materials, but agreed in the interest of ensuring an expeditious collection. Let me repeat this again. Pence, once they found uh, these classified materials, could have rejected a request to take possession of them. They had asked him to take possession of these materials once they found they were classified, but he rejected that request in the interest of ensuring an expeditious collection. FBI agents took control of the records found um, at Biden's home. We know all of that. A reminder, only presidents have the power to declassify materials. Biden was found with these materials. He would never was president, nor was Mike Pence. That's our second story. Our third story is Merrick Garland today fielded questions after announcing a lawsuit against Google. That's not one of the stories that we're covering, but there's a lawsuit against Google. And after that, he was asked, obviously, about this latest thing with Mike Pence. Here's the question. And if you're anyway, in any, if you have an IQ over 20, you should be able to figure out exactly what Merrick Garland answered when he got this line of inquiry. Our reporting on uh, the recovery of the documents at Mr. Pence's residence seems to indicate that the Department of Justice was involved at the very uh, start. Um, can you give us a sense as to whether or not um, this uh, incident is being preliminarily investigated with an eye towards appointing a special counsel or assigning this to an existing special counsel? And as a follow-up question, just in the broader sense, you do weigh in... Okay, so... There's a special counsel, a couple special counsels on Trump, special counsel now on Biden. Is there going to be a special counsel on Vice President Pence? On issues of policy. In the newspaper business, we say that one episode is a, is a, it's a story and three is a trend. Um, do you think there needs to be a policy change, either in the regulatory sphere or in a statutory sphere, to address what, what seems to be this difficulty of presidents and vice presidents retaining classified material? Well, as you expect, I'm afraid my answer is going to have to be that I'm unable to comment on this. Okay, of course, unable to comment. Now, what's interesting is, it's true, right? One is a story, two is a coincidence, three is a trend, right? You have, just go back to school when you learn graphing, you have one dot, one data point on your graph, nothing. You have two lines, now you you have a slope, right? You get three, well, now you have functions and it gets a little bit more complicated, but also it starts to establish a trend, right? So this is kind of what this is uh, all about. With Mike Pence now in the mix, is he going to get a special counsel? Unable to comment. But the second question was a policy question. And he didn't comment on that either. All right. Story number four. President Trump defended Mike Pence. He truthed out almost immediately. Mike Pence is an innocent man. He never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. Leave him alone. Wow, that sure is gracious of Donald Trump who, by the way, I like very much and miss him as president. 
We wouldn't be messing with uh, half of these issues. Ukraine, the encroachment of China onto Taiwan, uh, high inflation, ballooning interest rates, bad economy, porous border, crime increase. Now, he's not the savior of mankind and the end-all be-all, but he would not have implemented the disastrous policies of Joe Biden and his handlers and would have worked better with Congress on policy, even though he had rhinos and still has rhinos backstabbing him and Democrats who have TDS stage four. Just think of all the things that President Trump accomplished in his first term with all the animus on both sides of the aisle against him. It truly is an amazing thing that he was able to accomplish anything. Mike Pence is an innocent man. He never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. Leave him alone. Now, let's not forget that Mike Pence, a lot of people are not happy with his inaction or his actions at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Let's not forget that Mike Pence said he's going to run or he's making moves that suggest he's going to be running in 2024. He sat down with ABC News and stated that there will be a better option than Trump in 2024. And he's been critical of Trump pretty much at every sit down that he's been able to do since leaving office. Distancing himself from the greatest president in our lifetime. Yet President Trump said he's an innocent man and he never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. What a gracious thing by President Trump. He, he spoke to the character of Mike Pence. Now, I don't know if Mike Pence is never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. But I, I think this is very gracious of President Trump to come to his defense. But let's be honest. This also helps President Trump in his defense. And it appears from all early indication that, in fact, Mike Pence had no idea about those things that were transferred over to him. This was a mistake or possibly they were planted. Or in the case of our previous story, once again, the FBI bypassed the procedures by sending FBI agents to Pence's home. I don't trust the FBI. Who knows if they didn't plant additional information. I'm saying that because it is possible, folks. Now, they found this information and contacted the National Archives. So, uh, excuse me, Pence's attorneys know what was there before the FBI showed up. But I don't trust the FBI to maybe not try to add a document or two. All right, story number five. We now know the cause of death of Diamond of Diamond and Silk. She passed away at her home earlier this month. She was only 51 years old. And this this is what the Associated Press is reporting. Lynette Hardaway, a zealous supporter of President Donald Trump, whose death had prompted widespread speculation over its cause, died earlier this month of a heart condition, according to a death certificate obtained Monday by the Associated Press. 
The cause of Hardaway's death was not released by the family and had become a topic of widespread speculation. Some said that the virus was to blame. Many of the posts were based on an unsourced and since deleted online report that claimed that Hardaway had been hospitalized with the virus. Both Diamond and Silk vehemently denied that the virus had put Hardaway in the hospital. So it wasn't the Wu flu that did it. And we have Silk even publicly putting a, 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 a bishop on blast for saying that that was the reason for her death. The virus was not listed as a cause of death or a contributing factor on her death certificate, which, which was provided by the Associated to, excuse me, provided to the Associated Press by the County Register of Deeds and was signed by a local doctor. No autopsy was performed. So, listed on the certificate was she died of a heart condition and I had read uh, elsewhere that it was... Well, see, I'm reading here the AP article and someone else had reported that it was heart disease due to chronic high blood pressure. But I'm looking at here on the AP report. I want to do this in one take, folks. So give me a second. I'm going to... Yes, okay. So it says... Uh, it did say here, heart, heart uh, diet of heart disease due to chronic high blood pressure. Now, I'm a black man. That's why this channel is called Black Sort of Patriot. And I know my health history. And I take care of my health. Yeah, I'm a little overweight, folks, and I joke about that. I'm a little chunky. I'm good 20 pounds overweight that I should be. They tell me I should be is a little bit on the skinny side. I wouldn't want to be that skinny. But I digress. What I really want to say is this, is that black Americans do have a tendency to have high blood pressure and high cholesterol and other things because of genetics and diet. But they can, boy, can they control high blood pressure. I know that because my doctor says high blood pressure at, at this day and age, if you're under medical supervision, is not really much to worry about. They can get them right. They can, they can get it right. But now we know, according to at least the death certificate, what the cause was. She died of heart disease because of high chronic high blood pressure. All right, story number six. Would you believe that after trashing and speaking ill of and all kinds of things when it comes to President Trump, that Bill Barr said the following? What happens in our country on a daily basis makes the McCarthy era look like child's play. I know, but if we don't, if it's not a democracy, is it still even well, a country? Speech is essential to democracy, just like voting. If someone says, what's okay. the major danger now to democracy? I, I agree, elections are critical and the right to vote is critical. But the thing that's most under attack is public discourse, which is essential. It's, it precedes voting. Okay. All right, so... That's not the clip I wanted to play for you, but it serves as an introduction. This is Bill Barr with Bill Maher on his show. And this is what he had to say 
about voting for President Trump, even if he's the nominee in 2024, even though he has opposed Trump as of late. Now, I, I saw all kinds of opinions on this piece where it says that Bill Barr will vote for any Republican, any Republican that runs in 2024. Well, why don't we listen to what Bill Barr had to say and, and interpret it after we hear what he had to say. And as you're going to see here, he's specifically anti-Biden more than pro-Trump. So you're on that list, Jenny Page, where you know what I call as as good as it gets Republicans. I, I mean that in the best way. But you say you still would vote for Trump again. Well, what I've said, I, I wouldn't... wouldn't Confronted with the question, if Trump is the party's nominee and he's running against Biden, who would you vote for? And I said, it's hard for me to see. Uh, I just find it hard to, to, to believe that I could vote uh, against the Republican nominee under those circumstances. Because It would be hard for me to vote for, for not vote for the Republican nominee under those circumstances. So, yes, he would he would vote for a Republican against Biden. But then he breaks down why. I think the main threat to the United States and the main danger to our democracy, frankly, is uh, the, the sort of radical progressive movement and the lurch to the left that, that has taken place over the last More than the decades. guy. So he's saying, as you heard him, I'm not determined him, the biggest danger is under Biden, this lurch, he used the word lurch, to the hard progressive left that we're witnessing over the last couple of years under Biden. Biden is a bigger threat than Trump is to America, said by the guy who backstabbed Trump and has been very critical of him. That was story number six. And story number seven, you can't make this shiznit up. An FBI agent who investigated Donald Trump-Russia collusion has been arrested for colluding with Russia. That headline should tell you everything you need to know about the deep state, but let me give you the basic details. Former special agent in charge of counterintelligence in the New York field office. Why are these bastards all coming out of New York? Charles McGonagall was arrested over the weekend for conspiring with Oleg Deripaska. And we, we covered uh, Oleg Deripaska quite a bit. Uh, with John Solomon and what have you over, you know, several years ago. But he's a sanctioned Russian oligarch. And Charles McGonagall was hit with a five-count indictment and charged with, quote, violating and conspiring to violate the International Emergency Economics Power Act and with conspiring to commit money laundering and money laundering. So conspiracy and actually doing the act. Now, he retired uh, back in 2018 but while, and while working at the FBI, he supervised and participated in investigations of Russian oligarchs, including Deripaska. So what the DOJ says that, is that U.S. Attorney Damian Williams from the DOJ said, as alleged, Charles McGee, we'll call him McGee, a former high-level FBI official, and Sergei Shestakov, a court interpreter, violated U.S. sanctions by agreeing to provide services to Deripaska, a sanctioned Russian oligarch. 
They have both previously worked with Deripaska in an attempt to have his sanctions removed, and as public servants, they should have known better. The office will continue to prosecute those who violate U.S. sanctions enacted in response to Russian belligerents in Ukraine in order to line their own pockets. As alleged, Mr. McGee and Mr. S., both U.S. citizens, acted on behalf of Deripaska and fraudulently used a U.S. entity to obscure their activity in violation of U.S. sanctions. So an FBI guy, part of the Russian collusion hoax, was actually the one conspiring with Russian oligarch. And this once again goes to prove that the Democrats and the TDS and the deep state use the old Solinsky idea and tactic of attacking your opponent for what you actually are guilty of. Folks, thanks for being here. Those are the seven stories. I'll be back. Make sure that you hit uh, like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to check out my other show, BCP Unfiltered. You can go over to therealbcp.com or find me on Spotify. The shortcut is bcppodcast.com. Make sure you hit that notification bell so when I have my next episode, you will be made aware forthwith right away.